What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, you know, we're doing here a, a show, a live show. It's been a while. It's been almost a month since we've done a live show. I've done a couple Twitter talk spaces, you know, been on the, on the Twitter machine. But now I'm back uh, to doing the live show. And I feel like it was uh, very interesting or very special to do the live show after a month. You know, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about both LAFC and LA Galaxy. Lots of news going out this week with a lot of players, a lot of different moves going on. So, but before we get into that, let me introduce my main man. We got Andy Diosa. Andy, how you doing? What's going on, Gio? It's a pleasure to be back. Like you said, it's been a while on the platform, but it's exciting. There's a lot going on off season, but you know, it never really stops here. No, it it, it definitely doesn't. Um, but before we get into that, man, what's up, man? What what you been up to uh, during this this break? I, I we know it's been a break for us, obviously covering uh, the LA teams out here. But like, what, what you what you been up to? Um, did you watch that? I'm assuming you watched the MLS Cup. What you think of all that? Yeah, man, I've just been keeping an eye on things as as things progress. You know, all over the place. Uh, I got to watch MLS Cup. It was it was uh, pretty cool to see New York win. Crazy game to see Portland score late, and then uh, New York obviously gets it in penalties. They you know, they proved that they could they could do it, which is surprising because I had this talk with somebody like New York has had actual like soccer legends on their teams in the past few years. And for this New York City FC team to be the one that wins the cup um, shows a lot, man. You know, it shows a lot for expansion clubs. It shows a lot for MLS in general and, and ways to win. So um, I think it definitely is a good uh, a good testament to how the league is. And it's for them to be able to do it somewhere in Portland, like, the weather that day was terrible and just, you know, it's not an easy place to play at. Um, it's a, it's a big deal. So yeah, congrats to New York city FC, man. I definitely didn't expect that to happen when the playoffs started, but uh, they were, they were, they were good the whole way. So they deserved it for sure. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I definitely thought uh, Portland was going to be playing a lot better than they did, but unfortunately they, they didn't. Um, and you know, NYC FC ended up winning. but I will say, look, the game for the most part, it was all NYC FC to the last minute of the game, then finally uh, Portland finally did something and made it exciting. Uh, it was it was the last minute, and you know that's that's MLS for you. You just got to watch it. And then obviously, it came to the penalties. NYCFC ended up uh, taking it. So overall, I would say I would say it was it was a good final. Uh, it was a good final. It was a little a little boring at times, but it, it was a good final. It did it did have the emotion. In the final minute of the game, and they gave us another thirty minutes, and then it went to penalties. But yeah, no, first time NYCFC has won a, won won the championship. I think that's big, um, and also a lot. They were calling it the the Bing Bong. You know, we I, I don't know if you've seen that thing, the side talk. I'm assuming everybody that knows about the the side talk uh, interviews and stuff. You know, Joe Byron. You know, all, all the different things, man. So it was like. Uh, it, was, it was cool to like they they added a little bit of the culture of what's what's going on, uh, you know, on social media. But uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time for them, you know, for NYCFC. They don't even got a regular uh, soccer stadium. They don't got a regular football stadium. They're playing the, in the Yankee Stadium, which is crazy. And it goes to show, it doesn't really matter what your home is as long as you, you got some ballers and you can come out on top, you know. So so hats off to NYCFC, man, because they did they, they definitely deserved it, and obviously. You know, I know people will talk about Portland Timbers goal. That goal should not have counted when you when you look back at the replay and everything. But it's just the way it happened. So, um, you know, give us it gave us thirty more minutes. But NYC definitely deserved to win. They were definitely the better team. But I I gotta ask you, man. You wearing the Revs jersey? 
You were in the New England. What happened? Are, are you done with Austin FC or what happened? Long, long live the crayon flag, man. This is officially <laughs> this is officially a throwback right here. Throwback sports memorabilia. Uh, man, the refs, they ran into a hot team that ended up going to win a championship. Uh, you know, I think everybody expected a lot more from that team, the way they played all season. But it is what it is, man. Momentum is a hell of a thing. And, and uh, when you have a playoff system and when you have that much time off, you, you want to believe that that's not the – the reason behind um, them losing, but it definitely had it plays a plays a role in it. But regardless, uh, it was a, a historical season. This we've talked about it before. It's really 2019 LAFC all over again in certain ways um, with the support of Shield, with the MVP, with you know Coach of the Year. There's a lot of similarities there, setting the record and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know how MLS is, and that conversation of support of Shield versus MLS Cup will always be a thing, regardless of which one you. The side is more important. We know which one holds the most weight, and uh, they weren't able to do it, so it's it's, it's tough for them. But uh, you know, they're they're on the on the right trajectory, I'll say, for for uh, hopefully sustaining a little bit of success over the years. Yeah, now I got you. But you didn't answer my question. Are you going back to the Revs or what? What happened? Hey, man, you know, <laughs> life, <laughs> lifelong, lifelong Austin FC fan. <laughs> I was a young boy. Uh, but you know, I always got I always got to rep the home teams. You see me out here, man. I, I see. I'm just I'm just making look. I'm looking out for the Austin FC fans, the loyal fans that follow you as well. I was, I was just concerned. I was concerned for them. My heart's at, man. I see you're a Texas man and you're a Boston man. I see you. I see you. Already know. There's, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. Um, on to the note of that, we should I, we I think we should just go right into that. The Rebs, your Rebs. Um, got you know, uh, they got Sebastian Legit, um, which is which is big, right? Uh, especially for if we look a little bit more into the transaction and everything. But I want to just share this. Um, obviously, the big news today was official, it was reported earlier this week. Uh, Sebastian Legit is moving on to the east coast, moving on to Boston. Uh, and here's his quote he says, he tweeted this out. He says, LA, thank you, thank you for the opportunity, thank you for my teammates throughout the years. Thank you for 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 your for you for challenging me. Obviously, he goes on to say a lot more. Um, you know, there's photos right there with him and Slatan, uh, Chicharito, Jonathan dos Santos, who's also no longer with the LA Galaxy, um, another legend. Uh, and you know, all these photos you see who who legit legit got to play. You know, there, there's Geo, um, and you get to see all these all these different photos. Uh, legit, he's been around a lot of talented players and world-class players like Slotan, right? Um, I'm, the only thing, and you'll talk, I think you can talk a little bit more into this because you're, you're in the press call. Um, the one thing that I think I stood out, I think I, I read it from you, uh, he wanted to win. He had him, essentially, he had him won no silverware, if we're going to be honest, with the LA Galaxy, and that, that's pretty that's pretty much honest. And I know he went along the lines that he wants to win that silverware. Um, but first, let me get you. Let me get your thoughts about uh, Legit moving uh, out, out, out with uh, with the Rebs and all that. And obviously, um, what were your initial thoughts on that? I was I was pretty surprised, and I know that some people on Twitter were kind of like um, all over the fact that it was uh, presented as a blockbuster deal. But to me, the the term blockbuster really kind of does define how a player of that caliber, a player of that stature, uh, moving to a team that you know just came off of its best season, one of the best MLS seasons ever. It's pretty much a big deal, considering that the Galaxy also had just uh, parted ways with Jonathan DeSantos, like you mentioned. Um, it, it was surprising to me because I I feel like Legette 
in certain capacities could definitely have helped the Galaxy move forward for whatever um, ways that may be. But maybe that just wasn't a plan for Greg Vaney and everybody else. So for sure, um, it was surprising for me to see Legette move on. But uh, obviously a, a very good uh, get for New England in my in my uh, opinion, for sure. Just what he brings on and off the field to me is, is important. Um, you know, there's a lot of – I've been having this conversation on Twitter for the past few days when it was, you know, when it was initially reported that he was going to go. There's always been, like, a weird narrative around the player lately, Jet, for some reason, whether it's Galaxy fans, whether it's fans of the U.S. men's national team. And, listen, I mean, I know you could judge players easily based on a lot of things, and there's always the whole he doesn't pass the ball forward type thing. But to me um, – I think that he had been in a really good form. I don't want to say had, he has been in a really good form pretty much with the U.S. men's national team. And I think that you kind of saw him take a lot of strides with uh, being in in the national team. And I think a player like that getting those strides, obviously when you're not able to kind of translate that to your club team, it's, it's, it get it's annoying. It's annoying for the fans. It's annoying for the players, it's annoying for anybody involved. And I think that his comments saying like he wants to win. I think that's what that was based on because if he's coming off a gold cup, He's coming off all this USMNT success this past year. And like I said, his form had been good enough that he's playing with Christian Pulisic. There's people saying that he shouldn't be on the World Cup roster if they do make it. But I'm like, he's played with the with the A team. He's played with the B team. He's played with the so, so-on-called C team. And like, he's been able to kind of adapt to, you know, what Greg Berhalter wants there. And once again, I just don't think that um, that that was so much the case in, in L.A., now we're talking about, like you said, he's been around for a lot, a lot of years. That's, that's, you know, it's, they're all individual bases, but in the overall arching thing, I, I think it's going to end up being a big loss for the galaxy. We don't know how they're going to move forward. So that, you know, that's still to be seen, but you're thinking about taking Jonah and legit off of that team. Um, especially Jill, you know how we, we cover the galaxy over here, how much they talked about this year, the locker room was different this year. The vibes were different. It's like, those are two players that bring that locker room and uh, atmosphere I mean, out of anybody on the Galaxy, you know that those are two guys that are going to, you know, have that mentality that is really going to help the team um, in the locker room. It's going to help that. It's going to help that, I guess, vibe like they called they call it. Because let's not forget when they had that terrible year and nobody wanted to speak to media when Chicharito was MIA, Sebastian Leggett was the player that was speaking after every game, if they were getting blown out, this and that. So um, overall, I think it's a big, it'd be a big loss for the Galaxy. I think fans are going to realize that they're going to miss him a lot more than they probably do right now and i think for new england is is definitely a good acquisition yeah i know i don't think i think i think i'll just add to that um i was surprised i was surprised but at the same time um not really because with legit he i I just feel like uh he wasn't able to find his role with the galaxy because sometimes he played like right wing he played by center attacking midfielder uh you know i'm starting to see some of the comments there um so he was more of a utility player, but I know when I, we asked him in the press calls, when I, I asked him straight up, I was like, hey, where do you feel playing? You know, as, as the number 10, as, as center attacking midfield, that's where he felt comfortable. But at times it was Efrain, there was Sasha. It was a mixture, you know, Victor Vasquez and stuff. So it was like, there was definitely a mixture of players. And I think when I when I look at this deal, I think it's, it's, a, um, it's a good deal for legit. I think legit he goes back to Bruce Arena. He goes back to a coach he's he's familiar, a coach that initially believed in him. Uh, for the Galaxy, when I initially looked at the deal, I was like, I saw the big number is 1.3. I was like, okay, 
it, it, it was 1.3, but when you break it down, the official numbers that they would have here is LA Galaxy with 300,000 in 2022, which is the next season in GAM, and then 200,000 in 2023, and then 800,000 of that will be incentives. Uh, we obviously don't know what those incentives are, but I know who's making the, the deal on the other side at the end is Bruce Arena. He's making that with Greg Vanny or whoever is negotiating that. We know it's not Dennis Close anymore. But I feel like, I don't know, Bruce Arena might have got the deal. Uh, the best, I think Legette got the best deal, uh, obviously, because he's going to get an opportunity to play more. But I think when I look at this deal, they only get 300000 this year. In total, they could get 500000 That That's for sure. But say, like, I don't know the incentives or whatever, uh, how many goals or whatever, but I feel like that is too low if you only get two five hundred thousand for one, a player that is extremely markable. Um, a lot of players, a lot of people know him in the MLS. Uh, he he plays on the U.S. men's national team. He's one of the assets. He's played almost every single game. Um, so if they do get one point three million dollars for him, then okay, that makes sense. But if you don't, if you don't get anything, if you don't get anywhere near around a million dollars or around there eight hundred thousand. I think the Galaxy are, are selling those, themselves short for such a, a high market value player um, that could uh, potentially you probably had better offers for someone else. Maybe the Galaxy, maybe legit like I'm not going to, let's say, for example, Houston Dynamo or something, you know, a, a rebuilding type of team. I don't know those conversations, but I feel 500000 right now is too low uh, unless we find out what those incentives are. And if it doesn't get close to that $1.3 million or or near that, I, I think it's more of a steal for the revs. And I think it's going to be a loss financially. I, I think for me, financially, it's more of a loss on them than the field because I feel like they didn't know where to use legit. And I think he's going, uh, uh, he's going on a better opportunity to go play. But financially, I think the Galaxy, if they only get 500000 600000 I think that's way too low for legit. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I think you said – the most important thing is is Leje gets the best out of the deal because he did say that there was there were other clubs that were interested. Um, but like you said, he's at the cali- he's at the level now. He's a caliber player now that could dictate a lot of those conversations. And he could be like, hey man, that's not um per se a situation I want to be in. And I'm not just gonna go do that for the sake of hopping on a rebuilding team. And it's important to note that, you know, he's going back to Bruce Arena, like you mentioned. Like that's I think, you know, half of the battle of him picking the revs over, you know, anybody else that was interested to say that a, a coach that gave him that first chance that really knows him. And it's weird because um, that happens in soccer and, and for people to like not think that that plays enough of a role is crazy. I mean, it happens in, in Europe. Like look at it. Hamas is the first player that came to my mind where like Hamas has been in Madrid, in Bayern, in Everton and under Ancelotti, he's been great. But anytime Ancelotti goes, it's like he disappears again. And it's like, Players have that, and and when there's coaches of certain stature, especially a Bruce's that you know that knows MLS well, that that um, has seen Sebastian at the at the uh, national team level as well, that's why it's uh, it's such a big deal for the Revs, such a big get for them. And yeah, depending on those incentives, for sure, monetary wise, um, it could it could be an L for the Galaxy in that sense too. But I think the most important part there is that Legit is uh, he like he said he wants to win, and I know that those comments got. I don't want to say misconstrued, but they definitely got chewed up today. But 
What do you? I mean, look, if we could be honest. It's true. He didn't. He didn't win anything with the guy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you? What do you? You know, say like what? 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 What is he gonna say? Look, Greg Vanny and the, they they want to look elsewhere. That's totally fine with me. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't think I have a problem him saying that because. I, we've gotten to know uh, we've gotten to know legit legit's not right. a spiteful spy, that to me when i read that i'm like oh he's spiteful about the galaxy right, it's right, not that right. it's just like all right it just didn't work out here let me go with the revs they won the supporters shield obviously they didn't get it done this year but like i know bruce arena i know what he's done obviously previously with the galaxy i don't i don't think there's nothing wrong i know fans may may may, may take it wrong when you initially read it but i just don't think there's nothing wrong with him saying that because it's and honestly, it's the truth. And if he wants yeah. to, he wants to move on. He wants to move on, and he wants to win. That's totally fine. And he's at a point in his career where he hasn't, he hasn't experienced that, and he wants to experience that. He's experienced it with the national team, obviously, this year. And I would say, even those three games of wins against Mexico, that that is definitely a plus. So he's experienced sure. everything with the national sure. team, and everything with the club team, unfortunately. But I, yeah, I feel him going back with Bruce Arena. I was surprised. I think did you tweet this that he had never? I don't know if it was you, but he had never been to Boston. Yeah, um, yeah, he I said surprised that. that I was surprised he'd never been. Like, did the Galaxy never play? He said apparently every time that the Galaxy played that he missed the game for some reason. Gotcha. And then the Revs usually come to LA for preseason. So that that is kind of like the opposite effect. Um, but yeah, he said he'd never been to Boston, which is funny. But the other part too is that he's like he's teaming up with a few people that he used to play with in LA as well. Yeah. Boatang is there, the Lagars is there. So yeah. I think that that part, like those those little details are like stuff that people may not deem important, but even today, I just found out that he's a very good friend of Matt Turner's. And obviously, he got to know Matt really well throughout the, you know, the latest U.S. Men's National Team camp. And it's like, I asked him specifically about that. Like, you having a connection like Matt Turner on the team, but, like, not only how much does that help you want to go there, but how much does that help you, like, move forward? And, and like I said earlier, people might not think that Legit is worthy of being on the U.S. roster Well, if they do qualify for the World Cup, but he's 100% um of the mindset that he should be and he's 100 percent of the mindset going towards that mentality that he's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to be on that which is why he mentioned a lot about him not being able to i guess find that defined role with the galaxy over the years and you also have to think about the galaxy too like if you're a player like right two years with slotdown which were if we want to say the soccer was was weird because gbs was like just cross the ball every time you get a chance right and, and and it's like that's how the that's how the game ran when Slatan was there. And then you have that first year under Chicharito, which was pretty much a mess. And then this year, which kind of just flamed out at the end. But like, there's those are like you're playing under kind of under shadows, and like the Jet probably feels like yo, I could I could be um, doing so much more. And he used the word master, like I haven't not been able to master a position with with the Galaxy, which yeah, was uh, pretty pretty telling to me. And like you said, he has he even said it when he was here in LA, like he has. He's a center attacking midfield. Like, that's what he feels comfortable doing. So he said that he talked to Bruce, and that's what Bruce um, guaranteed that his role will be with the reps. So, I mean, I mean there you, I feel like there you have it. You feel me? Like, like he, how, much, how much more do you need, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to be the Coles, but look, you're going to play the role you want to play. You know, so yeah. hey, look, that's in this point in his career. All right. But how I got to ask the chat because the chat is very sad about this. I kept seeing all these comments. How sad are we that we're losing Becky G? We ain't gonna have Becky G at the games anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's another thing that I kept seeing. They're like, yo, no more Becky G at the games and stuff. I, I probably saw her a couple of times, but I don't. I, I wasn't looking for her every time I saw her. But like the comments and everything, I, I just I just found that uh, um, obviously funny and everything. But yeah, no no more no more Becky G at the games. As a New Englander that has moved to LA and been in LA for the past three years, 
I feel mostly sad for Becky G than anybody else because uh, Foxborough. But I don't. Nobody lives. First of all, nobody lives. Free in Becky G in the chat. <laughs> Let me tell you this: nobody lives in Foxborough. That's number uh. one. Foxborough is is nothing. It's just Gillette Stadium, and that's it. Um, so I'm assuming maybe Boston, she maybe still be in our hearts. But man, I feel bad for it because like moving from LA to to New England, uh, especially the time that they're going to be moving because it's going to be really dead of the winter. It's going to be uh, quite quite the uh, awakening for both of them. But there's some cool places out there, man. Some cool places out there. It's not LA, but there's some cool places. Yeah, I know that that is uh, the chat is hilarious. Um, should be yeah, close to New York, man. Should be close to New York. I'm sure she'll be down in Florida a lot. I actually saw G Man is wild for this one. He said, Becky G overrated. Don't <laughs> at me. G Man, you came with the fighting words, man. You're crazy. <laughs> Becky G be traveling, man. She uh she was she was down in Miami for the season opener uh this year. I was down there for the game and she was she was chilling, man. She uh, I, I know she was on the TV uh stream a lot. She was uh but I remember like after the game, she was on the field like hours after the game, they were taking pictures with David Beckham and all that. So she's gonna have fun and she's gonna, you know. Do what she does, regardless of where she's living at. But yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's going on the other side uh, of the country. Look, hey, it is what it is. It's unfortunate we won't add Becky G. But look, hey, best of luck to uh, best of luck to Sebastian. Best of luck to uh, Becky G. And we'll see. I, I I do. I definitely feel like it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a great opportunity for Legit. I, I really feel like maybe this is where he can you know maybe take his game to the next level, or maybe his game can be more consistent, at least to the yeah. club. I think that's what it is. Consistency. Consistency is the most important thing. Cause I think that's what galaxy fans are more, mostly upset about legit over the years is that he just never was consistently good. Like he had his flashes, but once again, the, the, the systems he was playing and the people he was playing around, like those things all play a factor. So I think if he's consistent, I think it's, it's going to be fine for him. And I just want a lot of those galaxy fans that have been, you know, chirping throughout the, the years that he's been here to keep that same energy when he's actually pretty successful under Bruce and in New England. Cause like I said, I think galaxy fans are going to realize they're going to miss him a lot more than they expect to. Yeah. And we'll see what they do with that, with that money that they get, they get. And obviously I don't know if we'll find out what the final numbers are, but yeah, like I said earlier, anything less than close to a million, uh, just how markable the dude is, you know, mar- market wise. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I right, let's, let's move on. Obviously, uh, legit and Jonathan Dos Santos, like we spoke, they're gone, but the galaxy did sign uh Sasha Kleshman, uh, to one year deal. Uh, I feel like that was, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, uh, that's not a bad deal. He's, he's a great locker room guy. He definitely shows, he definitely wears, uh, he's not a player that wears the chest on his, uh, the, the crest on his chest proudly. Uh, he did, he does a lot for the LA Galaxy, and I feel like you do definitely need like a locker room guy. And what Sasha is right, he obviously probably give you like twenty minutes, thirty minutes off the bench. Uh, you can definitely score the penalties. Um, but what what are your thoughts on uh, Sasha signing a uh, one year deal? I think it was a no brainer for the Galaxy, especially um, after, like I mentioned earlier, after Dos Santos um, no longer being there, and and with the mindset of Legend not being there either, because those guys in the locker room go a long way. And if you start taking a look around the, the Galaxy locker room now, you have all these foreign players that Vinny brought in. You have Chicharito. You have, uh, I, I want to say, Araujo, who's kind of like their next big, uh, I guess, MLS tenured person. Um, but then you're like, where, you know, the same the same conversation we have about LAFC, where's that MLS experience? Where is that, that veteran leadership? And in a league like this, it goes a long, long way. So it, it's a no-brainer. Um, he's, he's a valuable piece. I'm just interested to see um, how much differently he's used next season if he is, because what we see him, we see, we saw him come off the bench late on a lot of different games 
uh, this year. But at the end of the day, you said it, man. He's a player that he's prideful. Um, he he could give you some solid minutes, and he's going to give you all he has. And I think an, an, another another um, another idea about a player like that is like he's going to give you a hundred every time, but he's he's going to let you know like he's another one of the players that had to come out this season and said like you know X Y Z is crap or this is going really well. Like he's a hundred percent honest, and he's going to keep it. He's going to keep it real. And I think for the flow of the team, that's that's the best. Whether or not uh, people buy into that type of stuff is a different story. But for sure, a player of that caliber that's been around for so long is is uh, only a good asset. And I think that a coach like Vanny, who's been around the league and 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 had players of like the Michael Bradley um, stature and stuff like that, you know, definitely knows that uh, that's invaluable in MLS. So it's I think to me, it's a no brainer for sure. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think. It's a player you need on your team, regardless of how many minutes he probably can provide you. I feel like, obviously, you know, he can score. He's been able to score these goals. But also, I feel like the bonus to that is is the intangibles, right? You know, guiding, you know, I remember a conversation he had with us in the press call. He would, uh, you know, talk about how we would talk to Jonah Rajo and Efrain on how to read the game and just certain things and what they could do better. You know, you need a leader like that, like you said, that's been around the MLS for so long. Uh, you know, to be able to coach these guys up on, on certain aspects and stuff like that. But I, I think it, it, I like it. it it's going to work out for the LA Galaxy. Uh, and, and you definitely need it. And he, he's he's a he's a very, like, like a guy that just really is proud of being a, a soccer player at his age and everything. He understands, obviously, he understands he, he still doesn't have the leg. He doesn't have the legs he once had, but he's going to give you everything he has if it's for 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes or whatever. You may need to play him in the first half or whatever. Uh, and he loves playing the game, so I think I think it's a great signing. Uh, a lot of people are really happy with it, and, and I'm not surprised. Um, G-Man over here with some shots. He says Sasha hooks up the team with the AARP membership, <laughs> the discounts. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know if he's that old, but yeah, yeah. I think you got to be like in your 50s or 60s on that one. Discounted um, movie passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the discounted movie passes, right? Um, uh, but yeah, no. Um, Let's talk. About I think it's a great signing, but let's talk about the next uh, thing. It was uh, Paul, Paul Ariola. He was being linked. I think they reached out to Paul Ariola. Now we know now. I think uh, Stephen Goth um, reported that. Here's a quote that on his tweet. He says, he's not going anywhere, referring to Paul Ariola. No interest from us in moving him at all. And according, that's what DC United said. So it uh, looks like Paul Ariola will not be joining uh, the LA Galaxy as of now. Maybe things could change. Maybe a better offer in the deal could come or whatever, but it doesn't look like he's leaving. Um, I thought you potentially could get one U.S. men's national player for another. And I was like, okay, that probably makes sense. But that's not that. Ha- that's not going to happen. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Pablo Ariola not being uh, no longer in the options for LAFC? I was actually uh, surprised that it came out that Ariola was, was of interest because I think for DC United, that's a terrible move. And, and that's a team that uh, in their own way is trying to figure out what they're doing and, and have their own issues. And the same reason I, the same reasons I gave behind legit having a player of that caliber, having a player of that experience, both in MLS and uh, with national team is, is big for the locker room. And I, Ariola, I mean, bouncing off the injury, it's, it's tough because, you know, it was, it was pretty gruesome what happened to him and, Playing in a place like DC United, it, it's a little, it's a little tougher for for I guess that attention for you know that notoriety, and then he gets he gets a lot of flack when he's on the national team too, as most players do. But um, I honestly, even when I came out, I was like, 
I don't know if this is a great move for uh, for the Galaxy anyway. Um, just I'm just trying to factor in the team that played this past year and how he would fit with that team. Because like I said, we don't know how uh, Galaxy are going to move forward and, and what positions and what ways. But what we do know is that Vanny uh, seems to be uh, 100% in on, on Kevin Cabral, right? And I feel like uh, Ariola and Cabral would have uh, some type of some type of clash that it wouldn't it wouldn't work the best um in in I guess in that workflow for the for the galaxy so I'm not I, I'm not uh I don't think that's a bad thing that he's not in the in the plans for for the galaxy anymore because I, I didn't like it from the beginning to tell you the truth uh but I am interested to see what happens with the galaxy because like I said earlier now you're you're down two key players in the same midfield position um and and you have holes to to fill and also, like we still always talk about the defensive issues that they've had, and then you know, is Chicharito going to be able to coexist with uh, Jolich? Like we didn't get to see them play together last year. It was always one or the other. So um, I feel like the Galaxy, for as many strides as they took during the season, and maybe it was just a, a narrative thing where everybody was like, "Oh my God!" Like they won those stretch of games, and Chicharito was playing so well. Um, I feel like they didn't really improve that much in terms of like moving forward because i'm like now it feels like this offseason is kind of similar to the last one where it's like yeah because they, they didn't make the playoffs that's, that's yeah like they didn't make the playoffs at the end of the day and it's like are they yeah. really in the place or not because the last time we saw them in the playoffs it was like all right they made it there and they then won that game in minnesota and then obviously the game against lafc but those are the slot time days and i'm like i understand the unrest with the galaxy and i'm like right now it seems like a lot more of those moves are not so not as justified as we may have thought they were during the season. So it's interesting obviously yeah. for the Galaxy it is for LAFC, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you on that. Obviously, the, the Galaxy not making the playoffs definitely was like, okay. Maybe you took a step forward. Yeah, you probably took it. Maybe you took, you know, four steps forward and three steps right. back. And, right, like, right. Know. But it wasn't that big of a leap when you look at them missing the playoffs. Maybe if they made the playoffs and they had a run like RSL, okay, then you're like, Dang, this team is for real. Right, but them right. missing the playoffs, especially being at home, yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. There's a lot. There's definitely more questions about the Galaxy. You know, obviously talking to a lot of Galaxy fans as well. They they definitely are very upset. They weren't they weren't happy with with the way the season ended. And I talked to a lot of them. They're like, I, I didn't buy the shoes because why am I going to buy the shoes? You know, the shoes that came out afterwards for both teams are like, no, they're, they're not going to win. They don't deserve any of my money. I know fans that did buy the shoes too. Look, I, I'm not going to hold it against you if you did. If you didn't. Go to go spend your money. I thought the kicks are cool uh, for both yeah, clubs, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know some fans that were very upset that they wouldn't buy the shoes. I was like, I was like, you're gonna get over it, man. Just buy the shoes. Just buy the shoes. Well, we but, we talked about it throughout the year. Like there is such thing as fan fatigue, and it's like the Galaxy have been in the league from the very beginning. It's the same way with the Revs. Like you see, the Revs started to have their fan base get back on track, but it's like it doesn't matter. Like it could be an expansion team, it could be a, an original team. Like if a team is not being successful on the field after yeah. over and over after a couple of years, fans will start kind of, you know, losing hope and losing faith and losing all that. And it's just normal. It happens in sports, man. Yeah. No, look, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I completely agree. Um, so talking about that, obviously both clubs, uh, you know, so we're, we're finding out that, you know, this year I tweeted about this, that, you know, this t- season, they're only going to play each other twice, which is, I, I think it's great. I know they played like three, at least three times the last couple of years, they played up to four or more um, during COVID. Uh, so they're going to play the first match. They're going to play April 9th at Dignity Hill Sports Park. That's a Saturday. 
And then the second leg, they're going to play, or second match, I should say, is Friday, July 8th uh, at the Bank of California Stadium. Um, so I think, I think personally, I think this is good. They were, they were playing these games way too many times. Um, it's good to have two games. Um, yeah, and, and if they do play another one, hopefully you you hope it's a playoff game. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of the fans I was talking from both sides, they were happy these two teams won. Even though we know these games at times can be really great. We know the last one wasn't because of all the injuries and the way the form both teams were. Uh, but what are your thoughts on these two teams playing twice? Yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. I think two is is the right number. Remember that? That COVID season, they played like four times and like behind closed doors, and it was just like they a they already seen my scrimmages, but like B is like well, he wants to watch this over and over again. Like it's not fun. Um, I think two is the perfect number. I know that fans. I did see fans talk about they want three because then you know it's a tiebreaker type thing. But two is fine. I think each team deserves one at home, right? One in Carson, one at the bank, and that's that. If they play a third time like they did in 2019. It ends up being the playoff game. And how great was that year where you know they played. Two solid games against each other that season. Um, that was the year that Zlatan scored a hat trick, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, then they go and play the, the playoff game, which is probably the most memorable game in LAFC history, if you want to be honest. So, um, yeah, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Like I said, we know that the energy around these games are so massive, and I think anything more than two kind of waters it down, regardless of who's on the field and injury. Like, remember the last game we talked about? Like, the energy in the stadium was there, right, in, in Carson. It was there. It was that Sunday night game or Sunday afternoon game. But the game itself, like we talked about it in the press box after the game. Like I could have just stayed home. Like it wasn't <laughs> I wasted I wasted wasted my time. I wasted my gas yeah. driving to that yeah, game. Was, like, I didn't pay for the game. ticket. Right. I was I was upset. I was like, I want a refund. It was, I want a refund it, for my it was time. Like the emotion <laughs> on the field was not at all remotely what it should be for a game of that stature, especially like I said, considering that LAFC had a great section of fans there. The Galaxy fans were riled up, they were going, and it's like you know, that's what you want from those games, but you want that to translate on the field. So I think them playing any more than twice is a waste because that's tiresome for the players too. We heard Julian Araujo talk about it time after time. Like, these are the games you get up for. And to play your rival more than twice in the season is kind of like, all right, man, you know, it waters it down. So it's yeah. perfect, man. Two, two is great to me. Yeah, two, I, I agree. I agree. And then look, if one wins one, okay, you live with that. It's, two of them, you know, takes it. Um, yeah, and I think the next game would be the playoffs, but I, I, I like it. I'm I'm with it. Two games and that's it. But yeah, man, any any last words? Anything you like to add? Nah, man, I think we covered everything. We we did a good job at it. Uh like I said, Galaxy fans, um, take it easy on Sebastian Legette. You're gonna miss him a lot more than you expect to, but uh just keep the same energy all season next year when I'm tweeting at everybody about Legette in New England. Well, Galaxy fans enjoy the holidays as well. 